when we're being so hard on ourselves and we're trying to do all the things, we miss it. We miss it. And it makes it so that we just experience a lot of the overwhelm in parenting and not as much of the joy in those small moments and in the imperfections of our life. Hey guys, it's Carly. And this is Jade. Welcome to Mommy's Tell All. We have a very exciting guest today. We have Dr. Sterling. She's an OBGYN. She holds um, online classes for new and expecting moms. She has a super successful, if I could talk today, that would be great. Maybe I could make my mouth work. Um, Instagram page. She talks about the millennial parenting problem, and she has these reels that are so funny, so relatable, and I'm just excited to talk to her because I just think she's not only super knowledgeable, but she also is just like very real and funny and fun. I appreciate when someone who's like in the medical field kind of steps out a little bit of the box and gets really personable with people. You know, it doesn't feel so, I don't know. I don't know if you call it like good bedside manners or what you would call it, but it's where it doesn't feel like you're being talked at. It's you're being talked to and you're not seen as just a patient. You're seen as a person. And while she doesn't see patients anymore, she just has her Instagram and um, her classes and workshops. It's just nice that it's it's accessible and it feels, like you said, relatable. Yeah. I. It's so funny because she's obviously, I mean, she she talks, I'm sure, all the time to her community of peers. I don't even, what do you call it? Her, her mom squad or almost soon to be a mom squad. Um, but you can tell that lots of her like reels or TikToks or whatever. I, I, this is all very confusing to me. These like, do you put the TikTok on the Instagram? Do you put the reel on the Instagram? <laughs> I don't even know. But um, you could tell they're definitely rooted a lot in like real life from her or like real life conversations she's having with people because you're every single one of them you're like oh my gosh yes especially we're obviously millennials so we're very we very much understand what she's talking about but they're very funny is it so speaking of millennials and tiktoks are we tiktokers i feel like (laughs) i just don't and everything's changing like instagram is now just like all of a sudden becoming It's all about reels. And I'm like, no, I am a millennial. Like, I don't do reels. Like, now you're telling me I have to learn this because my millennial brain. You have to learn it. This is what's hard about it. It's hard. Well, it's hard to figure out how to do it, number one. Uh, Number two, it's hard to be a tired mom and have a creative brain. Yeah. Ain't nobody got time for that. Right. So – I started doing it because I thought it, I started doing things that I thought were funny and then it became kind of fun to me, but they're not like well done. You know what I mean? <laughs> like they're horrible, but they're just the only way I know how to do it because I don't, I'm not 20 and I don't know how to do it. So I, there's like one way I know how, and that's the way I'm going to do it. So my millennial brain says, I'm not going to like branch out and figure out how to do all of the, you know who's really good at it? Becca Tilly. She's so good. She'll be like, bum, 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 and her outfit changes. And then she'll be like snapping a finger. And then like her glass, she has glasses on her face. And I'm like, what? How do you, I don't understand. What do you do? What do you do? I don't understand. I don't understand how to do that. She doesn't have kids. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> But it is like if I could figure, you know who else is really good at it? My nanny, Sam. She is so good at it. She's a very good TikToker. I need to learn these things. I know. I really need to ask her to teach me how to do stuff when she's not taking care of my own children. (laughs) Like when do I even (laughs) ask her? Uh, Hey, could you come over and not hang out with my children and just hang out with me and show me how to TikTok? But hers are always like super funny. Also, she's had – I, did I say this before? She had a Jonas brother like re-gram, not re-gram. That's Instagram. Like share somehow? Yes. Like sh- a Jonas brother was like watching people's TikToks. Joe Jonas. I think it was – I don't know. I, I don't I, can't, I don't even really know the Jonas brother's names. Joe, n- not the oldest one. Nick. Nick. Okay. I think it was Joe. I think it was Joe. 
she was doing something and then he was like commenting to it. People who like TikTok are going to be like, it's called this, Carly. Tell me what it is. But so he commented to it next to it and then reshared it. So she was like on his Instagram. And then John Mayer commented one time, I know, big deal, on one of her, she was doing this, um, she's going to laugh that I'm talking about this right now. She was, she does these funny TikToks because she's a singer songwriter about like, it was like a songwriter's event in Nashville. And it was like, she was pretending she was a different type of songwriter each time that would get up and do something like, oh, well, I just wrote this last night, but blah, 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 you know, or she'd be like, hi, like, um, I just moved into town. This is my first thing. Or like, you know, just, it was just like stereotypes. Yeah. And, and it was so like right on, but he like commented on it. And then she shared it and I was like, why didn't you tell me this happened today? And she's like, I just was freaking out too much about it to even tell anybody. And I was like, oh my gosh. Like, so she's like really good at it. That's but, crazy. Um, I know. Isn't that crazy? That's a big deal. A Jonas Brother and John Mayer. That's like huge. But anyway, TikToking, this millennial, this, these millennial parenting reels are very funny. And I'm very impressed that she, as an older generation like us <laughs> person, figured out how to do it correctly. I mean, I'm inspired. I want to learn. I, do. <laughs> I know. I want to learn too. I just don't. Yeah. How do you have the time? Where do you find the creativity? Know. And then I like would be very, I would feel very vulnerable. Creativity is hard. Putting them up oh. and then like people not liking them. I'd be like, you don't well, like. I've, do- I've done plenty of that. Like, I, just, I just put eight hours into this TikTok. Oh no. <laughs> I only put like 10 minutes max. Maybe not even 10. I also have decided lately that I just don't care as much what people think. I don't really look at comments. If I do, it'll be like the first two that pop up and then I'll be like, oh gosh, these people are crazy. And then I just like don't look ever again. Because <laughs> I, just, I just don't need that negativity in my life. I have enough problems. I don't need that too. But regardless to say, TikTok and Instagram and all of the things – it's hard. And also it kind of makes me sad that why do we all have to become what the popular thing is? Like why does Instagram have to become TikTok now because TikTok's the thing to do? Like why can't Instagram just be the other platform that's like different? I feel that. And like even Facebook. Facebook is totally different. Like why can't everybody just stay an individual? I mean I get it. Like because people are going a different direction and they want to keep them up here. I get why. But I just feel like, you know, if everybody's jumping off the cliff, do you jump off the cliff? Apparently, yes now. Apparently, if you're Instagram. If you're Instagram, you're <laughs> jumping. <laughs> but I do think I do think it's fun. And I do think when you, like, make little funny ones like Dr. Sterling does, like, it's fun to share that. Yes. But I do think it comes with, I don't know. I mean, does she have like a team that like helps her come up with these ideas or is she just coming up with the ideas, which is a question we'll obviously have to ask her. But I can't imagine like every day being creative enough to like have those thoughts work and then put them into action. I definitely do think some people have teams or an assistant or, and they also plan things out. They're like, this I don't week, understand this that. week on Tuesday, I'm making this, this, and this. Like how, 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 how do people do that? That's just like way organized. Or the people that like have like a photo shoot and then they can hold on to those photos. <clears throat> like I'm like, oh my God, this is so cute. And then I just run out of everything or go on vacation. And then you just like take all these great photos and then you just post them all. And then you go home and you're like, well, I have nothing to post anymore. So here we are again. See, that's all the stuff that like starts to give me anxiety because I compare myself to that. I'm like, I need to be more organized. I need to have a plan on Tuesdays. I need to make this content. And I, when I go on vacation, I need to bring this outfit that matches my daughter. And we're going to take oh this picture gosh. at this place. And you know what? None of it, none of it ever works out for me. So yeah, I'm yeah. like, yeah. then I get like, I'll, I'll, I beat up myself and I'm like, I'm not good at this. I can't do what other people are doing. Why is why is it so hard for my life? And it's hard. So I'm just like, but just it's probably hard for everybody. They just don't show it or they have a team. 
<laughs> and here I am trying to like juggle all of the bags. No, you and- can't. It's too hard. It's just, it's all hard. Yeah. Bella the other day was like, <clears throat> this company sent me like a matching, you know, me bathing suit and Bella bathing suit. And I was like, oh, Bella, look. And she goes, another matching swimsuit. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God. That is so rude. <laughs> It was so funny. But then I'll like catch her like the other day. I, th- I might have said this. I feel like I can't even remember what I say anymore. But she was like looking in the mirror and she's brushing her teeth and she was like, hey guys, this is my new pink toothbrush. And she was like selling a toothbrush into the mirror. Yeah. I was like, oh God, what have yeah. I done? What have I created? I it's bad. Um, <laughs> but you know what? That's our job too. So people who have kids that their doctors are probably running around with doctor's kids we, our kids are just like trying to sell things to the mirror you know <laughs> did you did you know though that there was a poll or survey done and they asked little kids what they want to be when they grow up and the number one answer nowadays with kids is influencer stop yes oh god Bella still says astronaut which so that's good <laughs> frightens me <laughs> it's terrifying but also, like, how long is this going to last? You know what I mean? We've talked about this for years. Yeah. How long does influencer last? Is influencer, like, going to be a thing always? I don't know. Does Bella, going back to Bella and clothes, does she let you dress her? Like, does she let you pick out outfits? Or is she, if you try to, like, bring a shirt down to her in her room and you're like, okay, you need to wear this shirt and the shorts today, does she, like, freak out? Or does she let you put it on her? Depends. Depends on the day. Depends on the outfit. Most of the time, I'm just like, let's just throw this on and she'll say okay. But sometimes she's like, no, I want to wear a dress. But for the most part, I usually can just be like, well, God, I don't know. It depends. It depends. I can't win those battles. You Is she like that for everything you choose? Yeah. She <laughs> has to pick out her own outfits. Bella doesn't. I would say – no. Really? I'd normally do it for the most part. Oh my gosh. I get so frustrated sometimes because I'm like, no, you really like need to wear this today. Just wear this today. You know, and she'll, she like doesn't, she wants to wear what she wants to wear and her hair too. Like she only, the other day she actually let me do something new with it. But usually every morning she tells me how she wants to wear her hair. Stop. So That's, I just, no. I just, That's so funny. Talking about like pick your battles. I just, whatever. You want to wear this, unless it's dirty, obviously. Then I'm like, no, this is yeah. dirty. But, um, <laughs> like, how dirty? How dirty we're talking? <laughs> so you yeah. wore that yesterday, but whatever. You can wear know. it today, unless it's, yeah, she's not the, I know there's uh, kids out there that like want to wear, like, I know Emerson went through that phase of just wearing like princess dresses every single day. Bella's never gone through like one of those things where she's like, I only want to wear a dress or I only want to wear like a, I don't know, like a pink shirt or whatever. She, she's kind of easy. But last night in bed, I had turned the lights off and we were going to bed and she's like, mommy. I'm like, yeah. Can I have pigtails tomorrow? (laughs) That's the thing she was thinking about while going to sleep. I was like, yes. But she doesn't have pigtails today. I straightened her hair for the first time ever yesterday. And it was just so funny seeing Bella straight hair. Her hair was so long. And it's because I was straightening my hair. And she was like, could you do that to mine? I was like, oh, God, your precious little baby fine hair. Like those ends that I've never cut. Oh, gosh, straightening them was so sad. But it was funny. Now her hair is just like she got into a bathtub and now it's all curly again. But it's so funny. She looked just like you. Like That's what Amanda Stanton was like, oh, my God, she looks exactly like you. I was like, 100% mini me. Gosh, that makes me happy though, because she's cute. But it was so funny. And just, oh God, her personality is me. I'm like, oh man, did I do this to my mom? I'm so, I mean, I know I did, but like, I'm sorry. Bella's crazy, like in a good way, but she's just so, (laughs) she has quite, quite the personality. Well, okay, so Dr. Sterling should be here with us in just a second. Hello, Dr. Sterling. We're so excited to have you on. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. Of course. Oh my gosh. This has nothing to do with what we're actually supposed to be talking about today, but you were just talking about how your house almost got broken into. Oh my gosh. And I have like, everybody has to hear this because this is insane. This is my worst nightmare and it happened to you. 
It was so freaky. And the thing is, is that my husband, he's an uh, emergency um, room physician. So he has odd hours and I was expecting him to come home, but I heard noise at my front door and he usually comes through the back. So I, I just assumed it was him. So I kind of went downstairs with my guard down and I looked outside. It was dark and I was like, oh, okay, maybe it's my daughter. She's four. So who knows? (laughs) You never know what those, you never know. (laughs) You never know where they are. So, um, yeah, I was like, oh, that's weird. And then I looked back because I heard the noise again and there was a face that was not my husband's. I can't even handle that. I get like goosebumps. Yeah. And I looked at my door and it was freaking unlocked. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God. Like I ran over, I locked it really quick. I turned on the lights and this dude, he was like probably in his like, late teens or early twenties was just so confused, no reaction, just staring at me blankly, not saying anything. And I was like, this is not your house. Please leave. It was, um, it was very frightening. And, uh, my, I have two little dogs and they bark viciously whenever I enter the house and we're missing in action. And I was so annoyed. (laughs) Oh, I would be too. Yeah, like, Thanks for leaving me hanging. <laughs> so did the guy just left after you yelled at him? After I kept yelling at him. And yeah, I mean, he just, I don't know what his intention was. If his intention was to harm us, he showed up to the scene uh, too intoxicated to do anything. <laughs> but I think he was just confused. Oh my gosh. But that that makes my, I don't know, that just makes my whole like fight we or flight system. We don't live in system. a neighborhood where this like happens. It's not like we uh, live by a bar or anything. So I don't know. Do you guys watch This Is Us? I have. I haven't Used seen it to. in a long Did time. you see the one where the like intruder is in the house? Oh, I it have It was like last that. season or something. But I, I constantly think about that. Like the dad walks in the house and there's an intruder inside our house. And he's like, you're not getting my family and you're not getting up the stairs. And the guy gets out like a knife or something. But like this is now because of this is us, I have this fear. And now because of you, it's worse. (laughs) I hope your intruder is as intoxicated as mine was because the door was open. He literally could not figure out how to open the door. So we got lucky. We got very lucky. That's so scary. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm so glad that was the end of the story. Me too. (laughs) That's a good ending yeah. to a scary situation. Yes, 100%. <laughs> Minus your do- your dogs need like some type of counseling yeah. or something. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so one thing we're really excited to talk to you about today is, so your Instagram, first off, is just hilarious. Oh, I'm glad you like it. We were talking about how like TikTok and reels and everything is like so hard and it's such a... Like you have to have this creative mind to even think of all this stuff. And as a mom, it's just like so hard to think, but like you're, and, but you're doing it (laughs) so well. And like, how do you do that? How do you, how are you creative enough? Number one. And how are you even figuring out how to do it? Okay. So number one, I think it is, I was not expecting in 2020 to become a writer, director, editor, of yes. second videos. My husband thinks it's hilarious because we met in medical school. We went to medical school together and he's like, this is, this video is really funny, Christine, but like, how is this your life? Like, <laughs> like what a shift. What a shift. But you know, I really, I, I really enjoy, I will sometimes like think of these ideas. They will just come to me like in the middle of the night and I'm I'm a creative person, so I just kind of open myself up to that. And I don't know, I love the character that I often play. Sometimes I play a perfectionist. Oftentimes I just play a millennial parent. It's basically just like a, a version of myself, especially a version of myself four or five years ago. And I, you know, I love her. And she's, she, I have such, I love her and I care about her. And so just, you know, sharing her with the world and almost making it fun so that people know that like this, you know, obviously I'm, I'm calling attention to a lot of the pressures that we put on ourselves as millennials and, and a lot of the, the pressures of parenting and of being this like, you know, amazing parent all of the time. Right. And 
Yeah. So it, the humor allows me to say, hey, let's question this. Let's not just, you know, act like this is the way things should be or need to be. Humor allows me to, you know, satirize it and um, make people think about it. Yeah. There was one that you did that you were asking like the millennial parent, um, like, well, have you, how do you get advice? Like, do you first ask someone or do you like first yeah. ask yourself? And they were like, what, what? People, yeah. <laughs> people ask themselves. Like, that was so <laughs> funny because I really thought about that. I was like, God, that's so, I mean, I, every single one, I'm like, yeah, yeah. But that one, I was like, oh yeah, that kind of hit that spot of being like, oh yeah, like first, first look inward. <laughs> you know what? Before you start like asking everybody their opinions. Yeah, like, and why do we always second guess ourselves? Right. I think it's, I, I personally think that it's, it's not a completely unique millennial problem, but I think that the fact that we really came of age and became adults as not just the internet was becoming such a big part of our lives, but also handheld devices so that everywhere we were, when we were trying to figure out how to do things for the first time, we turned to Google. We didn't, we didn't, we didn't necessarily figure it out on our own. Even like things like when I went on my first, like big trip with my husband, I was like, how do you pack for this. I didn't, you know what I mean? I didn't figure it out. I'm like, let's see what the travel bloggers have to say. Like, let me get their packing list. Like, I didn't think through the problem on my own and then figure, you know, trial it out. So I think that that, that there's a component to that. We just are in this habit of anytime we have a question, we immediately turn to Instagram, to Google, and we ask, and then we don't really develop that confidence in ourselves. It's almost information overload too. Like you could go and you could look at 50 travel bloggers who tell you what to pack. And then you're like, I don't have this. I don't have that. And that kind of relates to parenting as well. Well, there's, there's a few different things about that information overwhelm, which is such a huge problem for us right now is one, when you had a, you know, pre-internet, you had a few parenting books or a few resources that this desire to go gather information and make your decision, okay, that's, that's a way to deal with it. But there's too much information now. So this, this, um, feeling like we have to gather in all of the data, you know, search, search through it, find the best of the right answer. It's exhausting. It's impossible to do a good job of it. Okay. So there's that component. And then the other component is we feel that, um, there is all, there is a quote unquote right answer to everything to, and in parenting that can be really, really tricky. And that pushes us even more. And then we're also using the internet research as a a mechanism to cope with our stress. But stress can't actually be solved through research. You can solve a source of stress through researching, but you can't actually solve the stress that exists physiologically in your body. And so oftentimes what parents will do is they will feel stressed about a situation and they will go to research to relieve that stress. But as you have probably experienced, what you won't feel that release of stress while you're actually doing the search because it exists in your body. It's a physiologic response. So we end up just exhausting ourselves with the information and not addressing the actual stress. Does that make sense? So how do we get rid of the stress? Okay. Perfect. <laughs> this feels like me. <laughs> So perfect. Yeah. I mean, I talk a lot. This is, you know, I talk a lot about this on Instagram, but my favorite just really quick tip is before you go and start researching, especially if it's a parenting question, number one, deal with the physical stress first. So ask yourself when you're going to search, am I searching right now from a place of anxiety, stress, and worry? If the answer is yes, do something really simple, you know, um, hug your kiddo, literally take a walk just out into onto your porch or your, you know, your backyard, you know, listen to a song that makes you happy, dance around, just get the stress physically out a little bit before you start the search. And also just try for a moment to ask yourself what you think 
the best, what you think the right answer is for you. So that when you search, you're not going into this, like, I'm going to gather all of the information and then make a decision. You are saying, this is what I think the answer is. This is, you know, this is really what I like want go to with do. your gut. Yeah. You can have a sense of your gut and then you can you know, see, oh, you know what? What's really missing is this one piece of information. This is the piece of information I need to feel better about this. And then you can go, I mean, I believe in experts. I believe in going and doing research. I mean, that's that's part of our lives. But if you have some kind of boundaries on the search, this is what I'm looking for. It's less of this like huge fact-finding operation that's just going to leave you feel completely drained. So that even if you have the perfect answer, you're too exhausted to do with your kiddos, right? Yeah. 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 Kids are exhausting. Okay, so you have like a community of women and online courses. Can you talk about how you started that? What the Sterling Parent is? Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about all of that? Yeah, of course. So, you know, I'm a OBGYN. That is what I, what I, you know, that's what I'm trained as. And what I started seeing about five years ago in myself and in my patients was this what I call the millennial parent problem, which is the information overwhelm we talked about, this constant distractions, you know, where, you know, we will reach for our phones in moments of stillness or silence. We have a lot of busyness, a lot of mental chatter and a mental to-do list that never ends. The not trusting ourselves and, you know, second guessing ourselves, comparing ourselves to others. And then something I call the do more pressure, which is this feeling that stressed and busy equals doing it right, a discomfort with rest, a feeling like even when we're overwhelmed and exhausted, literally thinking in that moment, oh, I should be doing more. So Mm -hmm. this, I, I started seeing this problem and I am, you know, I wanted to help my patients. I wanted to help myself, but I was stuck in this medical system that has 10, 15 minute appointments. And I couldn't address the whole person who was sitting in front of me. And I mean, the reproductive journey is just rife with, and I know y'all know this. It's just, there's so many ups and downs. There's scary things that happens. There's trauma that happens. And I wanted to support the human being who's going through that and becoming a parent and help them not fall victim to the millennial parent problem and not, you know, have that suck the joy out of parenting for them. So I created Sterling Parents. It's a, it's a membership community where we provide trusted answers, expert advice, and then that community component where we support each other as we go through these different phases of life. And we have, you know, we attack the millennial parent problem at its source. And it's really all about stress relief and being a better version of ourselves, a less stressed version of ourselves so that we can be better parents. Because I believe parenting flows out from us. And when we are whole and well, Parenting is so much easier and so much more fun. Absolutely. Yeah. When you feel like you can actually breathe. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's, you know, it, listen, it's always going to be stressful, but we, so much of the time we put so much pressure on ourselves and we push our, we push ourselves so hard and the, the moments and the years are so fleeting in childhood and with our kids. It's true. They go so fast. And when we're just, when we're, when we're being so hard on ourselves and we're trying to do all the things, we miss it. We miss it. And it makes it so that we just experience a lot of the overwhelm in parenting and not as much of the joy in those small moments and in the imperfections of our life, if that makes sense. What do you find that, like, what's the most common question or concern or struggle that like women send to you? Like, is there one that you're like, oh, I hear this like the most? Um, I would say that I especially hear a lot from postpartum women who feel completely abandoned and neglected by the system. And it is probably the most heart. I mean, it's, we are really failing our postpartum people and our mothers. And that's another big reason why 
we have Sterling parents because we have uh, postpartum support in Sterling parents and um, we have lactation and we have a resident pediatrician. We really try to bring the experts to the, the individual because our system is just. It's crazy. I mean, I never was told like after you have a baby, how hard it's going to be. Yeah. That, I mean, really people just say like, oh, you have this newborn. It's just like so beautiful. And you're like, this sucks. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it, it doesn't. The baby is like so great and you're so lucky. But, like, it's hard. It's the hardest time ever. It's, I mean, pregnancy also can be difficult, but it's really hard. And no one really has answers or talks about it. And it's never really, people were just told, like, you have this baby and then you kind of keep quiet. I mean, that's how our mothers were taught. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's supposed to be, like, the best thing that's ever happened to you, which it is. But it's also, like... Like you were saying, our system fails us. Our government fails us. Like, hundred percent. It's so frustrating to think about other countries that have paid maternity, paid paternity leave, and here are like American moms just trying to like survive through one of the most transformational things you'll ever go through if you experience it. And we're just supposed to be super moms. We're supposed to do it all. We're supposed to just get through it. And it's just, it's crazy. It's just, when I think about it, it just makes me so frustrated. Yeah. I mean, it makes me, it makes me angry. It makes me frustrated. It makes me incredibly heartbroken because when I had my daughter, um, who's now four, I had a very difficult time. And I can remember just sitting there at three o'clock in the morning, it brings tears to my eyes. And I was struggling and I was like, here I am. I'm an OBGYN. Like, I'm, fortunately, I know that all the physical things that are happening to me are normal and, and not to be, aren't concerning. It doesn't mean they don't suck and it doesn't hurt and I don't feel like my body's been run over by a train. But at least I'm not afraid that I'm dying because otherwise I might think that that's what <laughs> And then you'd start WebMDing yourself <laughs> like we all did. Yeah. And I had, you know, I am, I have so much privilege and I was struggling and I just thought, I thought to all of the patients that I had seen postpartum and I didn't know because we mm-hmm. weren't, especially back in 2017, we were not, I had no idea how hard postpartum was. And so I had walked into postpartum appointments, just, I wasn't there for the person because I didn't know what they were going through was hard. And that it shouldn't, you know, that's a just, it's a, just a result of the fact that, you know, women's stories have not been told and especially not in medical schools. Like, you know, I shouldn't have to go through it myself as a, as a provider to know that it's hard. Or believed. I I feel like even when women tell their stories, half the time they're not believed. Yes. I hear that all of the time. And it comes, it also comes, it comes from obviously, you know, um, men who haven't experienced it. It comes from women who I know, not necessarily the, the, the OBGYNs that I trained with and that are my friends, because I think that they get it. But I know that there are other OBGYNs that they're just like, well, that's what I did. Like, you know, it's just, it really, it's so disappointing. And I'm trying to like, you know, I'm trying to fill that gap, you know, through Instagram <laughs> and through Sterling Parents. But hey, that's where everybody is, though. I know. You're going to catch them. That's where you're going to catch them. <laughs> I was just too impatient. I was like, this needs to change now. I don't have time to teach medical students and residents and hope that they'll do a better job for the next generations. I don't have time to, like, try to, you know, work through the system. Like, I just need to get to her right now. And that's why I went online is because I need, I'm impatient. I'm like, I need to get to her. I need to talk to her. I need to support her. I cannot wait for the system to fix it. I'm only one person, but I'm, I will, till my dying day, I will be doing this and trying to, you know, fill the gap where I can. And honestly, um, it's a start, you know, and even coming like from myself personally, there's been times, um, parenting where I've been like, in a dark place and just going even on Instagram, it's sad, but like without a village sometimes, which I feel like a lot of us don't really have, it's like I've logged onto my Instagram and I've seen a post or a story from somebody who completely validated me. 
And yeah. I was able to get through that. So it's it's incredible at sometimes when you can have, even on a social media platform, a community that really does help support somebody. I've I've experienced it myself. Yeah, yeah. I think that we have to bring we have to bring the support to um where people are and then keep fighting for the fundamental changes that that are needed so that our children don't have to deal with this. I just, you know. Yeah, for sure. I do think there's a shift. I feel like there yeah. is there more more women are talking about their experiences and we're kind of banding together and we're kind of saying this has to change, you know, it's not working. (laughs) Moms are feeling more isolated than ever, especially during this past year and past year and a half with COVID. And, um, it's just, we need something else. Yes. For ourselves, for our children, for our futures. (laughs) I think it will change. I am optimistic. I think it will change. Um, the American College of um, Obstetricians and Gynecologists changed their guidelines for postpartum care back in 2018 to actually be, I cried when I, I first read it because I was like, yes, this is what we need. But, you know, a, the ACOG, what we call ACOG, this governing body of OBGYNs in the United States makes kind of a, a, a policy change. They say this is what it should look like, but now we actually need practices in the United States to start adopting these new guidelines. And that's where the slowness happens. But I do think that, you know, um, I am seeing more and more actual OBGYNs who reach out to me like in training and are saying, oh my gosh, I'm so glad I follow you. I don't have kids yet, but you've really opened my eyes to parenting and postpartum. And I'm seeing a lot of people send me messages saying my OBGYN told me to follow you, which tells me like, oh, That's okay, yeah. this, you know, they're, you know, this is, uh, this is getting out there. Right. Even if that OBGYN wasn't maybe helping herself, at least she's sending someone to you where she knows you're going to help them. And give them expert advice, but also motherly advice. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, and the reality is, is it's not about the 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 problem is that I know OBGYNs are they're my they're my girlfriends like these are my people they are they hate this system too because they don't they don't want to see thirty patients in a day nobody wants to be flying through the, you don't have time to to give people what they need and that tears at your soul because you went into medicine to help people. And you're not, you're able to do such a surface level job much of the time. It doesn't feel good. (laughs) It just doesn't. Well, we are so glad that we have you to have all of these moms get answers and laugh at the same time. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I have like one more question for you. What is like your best, um, I don't know, maybe your best piece of advice for like, just all the moms out there that are just having a hard time. Okay. Here it is. So I believe that we were given our children, all of our children are our soulmates. Okay. So when we are true to ourselves, when we lean into who we are and our strengths as an individual, because we cannot be strong in all things, we all have individual strengths. And when we lean into that, when we lean into ourselves, when we become more of us and not necessarily like every other mom or every other parent, but more like us, we are honoring the sacred connection. The reason why we were given the children that we have, because they are our soulmates. (laughs) So you don't have to be like everybody else. You don't have to do parenting the right way. Do it your way and you will be the best parent for the child that you have. Oh my gosh, that was so beautiful. Thank you. And I'm crying. <laughs> and I'm crying. So Dr. Sterling, where can we find your courses? Where can we find you on Instagram? How how do we find you? How do we get to you? Yeah, yeah. So I am Dr. Sterling OBGYN on Instagram. And then my uh, membership community is sterlingparents.com. Amazing. Awesome. Thank you so, Thank so you much so for being much. on. We really appreciate it. Yes, it was a pleasure talking to you. Of course. Bad mom. Good mom. 
presented by Mitza. Okay, so we have arrived at one of my absolute favorite segments that we do now, our Good Mom, Bad Mom segment presented by Nitza. I honestly just haven't felt like I have, I feel more, I would say 75% bad mom, 25% good mom lately. Like, can we do like a ranking system? Like, I'm like a, yeah, I'm on the bad scale. <laughs> No, I think you're a good mom just trying to survive. I mean, yes, I guess that's true. When a mom, like you said, when a mom is sick, it's just so, it's just so hard to get anything done, you know? And then, but you still like, you still have to. And it, it may not be a plus momming, <laughs> no, but you're doing it's what, definitely not a plus momming. You're doing what you got to do. That's true. It's so funny. I mean, one of my this is a little bad mom, but I was looking at Instagram the other day and Brittany Aldean had posted this video of her son and he was crying or whatever in the pantry. And he was like really upset because there were no more chips left or something Aww. like his little chips or something. And she's like, were you not supposed to have chips in the morning anyway? And I was laughing because like, it, I mean, really, it was like eight o'clock in the morning or something. And Charlie was like eating chips. <laughs> I was just <laughs> like sent her a message and I was like, listen, my kids are eating chips right now. And I was like, hashtag survival. <laughs> but that, I mean, I've been pretty bad lately about like food intake for my kids. Like it's more not great food. And then like when I can get in like fruits and vegetables, I try as hard as I can. But I don't know. I mean, some like in the morning – like, Charlie really wants a Popsicle first thing in the morning. He just does. And then he throws a fit. And lately, I've just been like, fine. I don't even care. Take your Popsicle. Go outside. And we'll just hang and eat your, just eat your Popsicle. Like, it is what it is. So, that, I mean, bad momming, that's like my, like, level two of bad momming. The other is just, I'm having, I don't know. I, this has been, like, a hard, like, two weeks, I guess. You know? Like, I'm just like, fine. Go. Just go in the other room. <laughs> You know, like watch your iPad, which is like not the right thing to do. But I'm just like, I don't I don't care. I don't care. Just do whatever. Just calm yourself down. Like and then later I'm like, I'm can I give you a hug? You know, and she's like, no, I'm like, oh, fine. <laughs> I mean, like so there hasn't been like a specific like I've been a super bad mom because I did this thing. But it's mostly like little things. I just feel like I don't have the energy to fight right now. So I'm just letting the things that like. I normally wouldn't do. I'm just kind of letting them happen and then being like, whatever. I don't care. I think we all go through those. You know, like some some weeks we're really good parents. Some weeks it's it's just survival and you pick your battles. And if you don't have the energy, you don't have the energy. And children are and resilient and you can always like go back and be like, okay, well – Last week, mommy was really tired. You got a lot more iPad than normal. But this week, we're going back to the normal rules, you know, like. Um, but yeah, I know it's so hard not to be hard on ourselves. I feel like a lot of the times totally. we put like so much as moms, we put so much pressure on ourselves. That's what I like have to really um, remind myself is to not put so much pressure and to lower like expectations. And as long as our kids are loved and fed, like we just have to like remind ourselves that and to feed them <laughs> <laughs> feed your children but like you know so he has a popsicle like every morning it's hot it's summer <laughs> like <laughs> it's hydration <laughs> like it's not the end of the world and you can always change habits as they go and yeah that's true and you can always that's very true I always talk about like Instagram accounts I follow, but I follow a lot of feeding Instagram accounts too. And one of the ladies was like, you have to look at it kind of a, a – you shouldn't look at a children's eating as like a meal by meal thing. Like, oh, well, this meal was so bad. You should almost look at it as like over a week because children's habits, like the, what their preferences are, change literally, oh, yeah. literally like day by day. So it's like, yes, yes, they had a popsicle, you know, for breakfast, but – Yesterday, she had a smoothie with spinach and, you know, all like chia seeds or something, you know, like, yeah. and at, at the end of the day, it's all nutrition, like all food is food and they're getting something that's in there, you know, 
one of the ladies was that I the lady I was following, she was like, well, watermelon has more lycopene than tomatoes or something or you know, whatever. Like, I can't yeah. remember exactly. So it's like you have everything has nutritional value and stuff, you know, you're hydrating a lot of watermelon. <laughs> you're hydrating your baby with popsicles. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome, Charlie. <laughs> uh, OK, so what do you have? Good mom, bad mom. Um, my bad one's very brief, but it was from last week uh, when we were in um, Big Bear and I was getting ready to podcast and everything was just being – it was just like so crazy and I feel like I was just being a really bad mom because with Emerson, I was so – first mom, like you're so cautious about everything. Yes. Yes. And then I like never ever really like I, – I held her a lot and I always made sure she was like – you did. You know, what was on the floor, what she was doing, like just very aware of her environment at all times. And then Brooks, it was a little bit less. And then poor Reed, he's just, we call him floor baby. He is just on the floor all the time. Just like, like I'm like doing my own thing. He's just like running around like or crawling, like army crawling all over the living room, wherever. I'm in the bathroom. I'm in the kitchen. He just kind of like army crawls, follows me a lot. Yeah. But he's very content with it. But since we were in Big Bear, it was like a new space. Um, I wasn't really paying attention to like where a lot of stuff was. And for some reason, their cleaners right out in the hallway left a, like a bunch of like cleaning supply stuff. And I'm getting all my podcast stuff together. And I turn around oh, God. and he's licking a plunger. Oh, my God. Licking. Ew. And I was like – no, like, is this going to be really bad? But That's disgusting and hilarious. Ugh. Oh, my God. And he's fine. But who puts a plunger in the middle of a hallway? Like, at the end of a hallway, just out. That's bad cleaning. I don't know why. I'm like, put that in the bathroom or I don't know. Yes, that's but- <laughs> where it goes. <laughs> and it was just like, I think I caught it just in time where he was just like, ready to slobber all over it. But, oh god, that's so disgusting. Uh, so my child, my child licked a plunger, which that's a good one. Was just really great because I was just letting him be a free range baby. He's a free range baby. <laughs> He's gonna learn. That's not something you do. You know what's so funny? I was talking to my mom about this like yesterday. How? I mean, this kind of goes with what we were saying of how like your third baby you kind of just let your kids go. But I was thinking about like. We used to go play in the creek and we wouldn't see my parents forever. Oh, yeah. I know our kids are young, but even like I feel like there's so much fear about like where kids are and who they're with and who could get them and what they could get into and blah, blah, blah. And it just used to be totally different. And I feel like I just miss the good old days when kids. But now like I think about my kids going and playing in the creek and I'm like, oh, my God, there could be like deadly spiders or snakes or like they could drown or whatever. And like. We just went and we were fine. Mm-hmm. It's so – parenting is so different now. It's so wild. I don't know if it's because like we – I don't know. We know more now or the world is worse or that parents are just like more fear-based or whatever, but – We're all helicopter moms. Yeah. I mean, people even have their kids on like apps. Like they can track their children, which I I don't know how I feel about that. Ashley Iconetti always talks about that, how she's like, I will track my children. Like, I will put a chip in them. (laughs) I mean, I get it. I get it. It's very smart. Like, if you, your kid walked home from school or something, I mean, there's a lot of scary stories now. You can track their phone. You can track their phone. Like, some people put like those tile things on their, like, their backpacks and stuff, whatever those. I mean, I get it. But like, just think of like, before like back when we were kids when we just did and then we'd come home and like eat dinner when it started getting dark yeah I mean I remember summers where we would take our bikes my mom would give us enough money to get into the public pool and my brother and I would ride our bikes to the pool spend all day but at the pool by ourselves go to the gas station get something to snack on ride around and come back like right before dark like I think I was like I don't know nine I know. Isn't that crazy? I don't know. Is that? Because like I think about Emmy being nine. I'm like, nope, nope, no. I know. I know. I'm like, no, you're not going to. Not until you're 25 can you go down to a creek by yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 
But anyway, I just thought that was so crazy thinking about that. I was like, man, life is so different. But good mom, I do feel like I've, even though I haven't been the greatest, like, I feel like caregiver, I feel like my kids have been very lovey to me and we've been very like cuddly and lovey this week, which has been like fun. That's like a fun, good mommy thing, even though I just said they're kind of giving it to me. But I feel like my love for them is still at a hundred million percent. Charlie's getting so cute. It's ridiculous. He, okay. I have to just say, he just has changed. His face has changed so much. Oh my God. He's so cute. I mean, he's always been cute, but like he's got the almost like the tod, you know, he's the toddler look now. Like his. Oh yeah. It's. Oh yeah. He, I always thought that him and Bella didn't look very much alike, but he really looks like Bella now. Like they have mm. very cute, like doll-like. Oh know. yeah. He's a, he is a doll. Yes. He, for sure. Especially with his like blonde curls. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh gosh. He's either going to like love them later in life or he's going to be like, mom, I can't believe you gave me your curly hair. That's so mean. <laughs> Most people don't know I have curly hair. I just straighten it. But that's mine. That's all mine. <laughs> so what's your good mom? You're just a good mom all the time, except for your one bad mom. <laughs> You're having a good week. I... Uh... I, I no, I actually don't feel like I'm having a good week. I just feel like I can't ever keep up. I just feel yeah. there's so much to do and I mean you took your kids on a road trip to Big Bear and went to an Airbnb and that's good mom. Like you did something that's like not just sitting around the house. That's really good. That's yeah. I guess we've been really good at getting out and doing things lately, like going and doing little summer activities. So maybe I'll pat yeah. myself on the back for that. Yes. Pat yourself on the back for anything. <laughs> <laughs> Everything. Every little moment. It's also raining outside right now. Ew. I hope the kids are back from the park. <laughs> I like look outside my window like it's raining at my house. I'm like, it's raining. <laughs> no, it's not raining there. It's not, Jade. Probably where are you? Ever. Where are you? You live in California. <laughs> um, well, I think these are really, really, really fun. Um also, you guys, if you have a bad mom or a good mom, please send them to us. Call us at our um, hotline. What is our hotline number again? 844-844-MOMS. And, and tell us about your bad mom or good mom moment. And we could uh, we could also add those in here. That would be really fun. Yeah, we'll feature them. As well. Yeah, that'd be super fun. So we can all be in solidarity together in our, yes. <laughs> in our awful parenting. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yeah, we all make mistakes and we all have funny moments that we can look back on. Someday I may look back and laugh that my child looked up stranger's plunger. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to Mommy's Tell All. Remember to follow us and catch up on old episodes wherever you listen to podcasts. Yep. Thank you guys. And we'll be back next week. <laughs>